You're listening to The Real 1100 AM, Atlanta's real sports and entertainment talk radio. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. Hello, welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. What's going on? This is Ace of the A and DNA. We're bringing the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. 4460387. is the number to call in. Also live on Periscope as well as Facebook. Give our predictions for our national championship tonight. LSU versus Clemson is finally here. We got to recap the first half of the season for the NBA as well as the NHL. Got some Major League Baseball to discuss uh, this evening for the first time in a couple of weeks, as well as um, somebody might be making their NBA debut come Thursday night. We'll see. And, of course, NH- NFL, we got the championship rounds that will take place this weekend. We got a call on the line already off the gate. Hello? Hello, caller? Hello? Yeah. Hello. How Hi, are you? How you doing? Hello? All right, how are you all? Good, good. Who do we have? Um, Cecilia Town. Hey, Cecilia, how are you doing this evening? All right, how are you? Excellent, excellent. Now, you are a part of Glad T8 HERS. Can you let yes. everybody know what that is? Um, yeah, Glad T8 HERS is an organization that provides content, mentorship, um, events, and workshops for women in the sports industry. Um, I started it as a blog back in 2012, and since that time, it's just taken shape to um, try to meet the needs of women in the industry. Excellent job. Now, what made you start this? Um, I was a former student athlete. I played tennis at Howard University, Um, and then I ended up going to law school. And, you know, once I graduated law school and started practicing law, I just really wanted a way to still be involved in sports, but in a way that also uh, empowered other women. And so at the time, I think ESPNW existed, but it wasn't really that big yet. And so there weren't a ton of outlets that were talking about women in sports, you know, outside of just providing the latest scores and um, you know, updates during the Olympics. So I just really wanted to broaden the scope of the conversation around women. Excellent job. Now, 
you said that you played tennis. Yeah. I have to go ahead and get this out the way. Serena won this past weekend in Melbourne as her first she title. Um, your thoughts on that? Oh, I think it's awesome. I mean, as someone who's a huge fan of hers, been a huge fan of hers, you know, I, I had no doubt that, um, you know, another win was coming for her. So I think, I think it's just really, it's great. I think we're going to start seeing her take it to the next level. She's sort of gotten a monkey off of her back and I think you'll probably see her play better tennis you know she's, she'll be less stressed um, about getting another win because I think you know the, the industry the media they put a lot of pressure on her to make sure she was still winning titles after having the baby so yeah I'm excited to see what she's She's going to do this season. You know what? You're my new favorite person. <laughs> and, I, 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 you know, I, I want to I I oh, set this up so you can, <sighs> when you see him again, you're going to really be mad. I know he ain't tell you all of this. So let me ask you this question. So yes. do you feel at any point, I won't say Australian, but do you see Serena winning another Grand Slam this season? Oh, there's no question. I mean, she's been, she's been too close. Um, for it not to happen again. And I, I am a strong believer that the only reason she hasn't won yet is just the mental block that she's had. So I have no doubt that we'll see her win something else, a major in 2020. No problem. So I, I turn it, I turn it back over here to my See, to, to my compadre. He don't believe Serena win another one. I have been on record one. for oh, the so, last. So we got a we got a hater in our midst. No, oh my no, goodness, yes hater. you have. It is and not I'm, a hater. I'm gonna let oh, everybody know. I have. This is my first oh. time speaking to you, so we haven't even collaborated on any of this. But yes, ma'am, <laughs> we have a hater in the building. I am that's, not a that's hater. A shame. That's a shame. That's uh, a shame. And I and I hope that you eat your words um, in is. 2020. He is. <laughs> I have always said for the last four years, I said that her and Tiger were on the same path, that they wouldn't win another major or well, a Grand Slam. I said – You said events, never. I said never. I said the word never. I have eaten my words on Tiger. I will gladly eat those words on Serena. However, the jury is still out. That's all. Wow. I mean, the fact that we <laughs> talking about Tiger and Serena – I just, I can't even. They're not even the same. Like, not even, I, they, I, they weren't even out of the game for the same reason. I, but okay. I, but okay. I, just remember, I, one half of us. <laughs> only the, one half. Pre- only one half. the first letter you mentioned <laughs> thinks that way. <laughs> no, I just, I, I am glad to see that she won down under. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. good because, of course, Australian comes up. Um, next. That's next right. Week. Yes. So that is good momentum. Mm-hmm. But, again, we'll see what bracket and what size she's in. I, and I, I get all that. I think for me, my my reservation, I don't have one yet. My reservation will come if she starts losing again in the semifinals, in the quarterfinals. If she starts right. losing early in the tournament, then I start having some reservation. As of right now, granted, she hasn't won one in, what, a year and a half? The last yeah. season and a half, but she's losing. She hasn't in, won a title in three years. A, 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 no, a grand slam. I'm talking she about won a, a, a three slam years. in three years. But she's losing in the finals. So it would mm. be it, to me. Like I said, I, I get it. I understand. The longer it takes, the you know, I can understand your point. My my point with you is you use one word you use that I don't agree <laughs> with. Use the word never. And right. then and then right. two, I. 
like I said, I would have much more reservation if she's losing in the semifinal. Right. So she's not getting out of the first round of 16 or whatever the case may be. But she's losing in the finals. Right. Australian Open, finals. Right. Wimbledon, semifinals. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, uh, U.S. Open, finals. Uh, no, my bad, Wimbledon, finals. U.S. Open, finals. finals. Like, you know, French, I think it was semifinals, Semi. which is not even her strong suit. So... You know, now, like I said, if she comes out of Australian Open and she loses in the, semi- in, in in a, the, in the quarterfinals, quarter then you start My, my eyebrows are raised. Okay. But then the next one is what? Is the, the French. It's the French. She loses their quarterfinals or earlier. Now I'm really starting to be concerned. Sorry. But yeah. uh, until then, she's going to get she's going to get one this year, and, and I'm hoping she does it in the Australia Open. Uh, That's why I'm so happy that she won this, uh, this, past this, this past weekend. Go ahead and let everybody know for herself. Because to the caller mentioned the mental part of it, which you that's what I've always said. Yeah, it's her mental yeah. aspect. But me and you never had a spread. baby, so I don't know how my body's gonna feel <laughs> after after you know n- not just having a baby, but you know, as far as a life threatening you know uh, a yeah. uh, 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 birth, birth that she had. I, the same way I felt about Tiger for different reasons, but I thought his was mental too. But I thought Tiger came back too fast, but due to the pressure of sponsors, but it's all and, mental on both aspects. Yeah. Well, Tiger wasn't even getting oh, the, Tiger wasn't even getting the Sunday for a long time. Serena's been getting the Sunday even after the fact. Serena gonna get twenty what twenty four? Twenty four. Woo! Can you come in? Can you come in when she wins? <laughs> because I'm gonna need somebody to help co-host the show because he ain't gonna show up. <laughs> so just whenever she wins on Sunday, just come down here. The doors open. You can sit right next to me. We we have a good time for these two hours. <laughs> deal. That's a deal. That's oh the deal. Oh, my goodness. What made you choose the name Gladiators? Um, it's really interesting because when um, I had the idea for the blog initially, it was supposed to just be my coworker and I. He, he was a man, and he um, was going to – he was really into cycling, and he was going to talk about cycling from a women's perspective. It ended up just being me, but I was tasked between the two of us of, of like, finding the name. And so, you know, one of the things I just, whenever I think of, you know, athletes and power, you know, the idea of a gladiator, um, really, it, for whatever reason, it, it came to my mind. And I was like, well, you know, we, we don't want, we're not, I'm, we're not talking about the stereotypical gladiator. So I just felt like, you know, what better way to make a clear statement of the fact that we're talking about, you know, strong Athletes who are women. Okay, and actually, it kind of so you know sometimes when you have a gut feeling, you and you go with it, and you don't ignore your gut. So that's kind of what I take take it for that. But then also too, it works because you know unfortunately you have to sometimes. I don't want to use the word trick individuals Mm -hmm. to come see what's going Uh on. But if you Uh if you put in there and people automatically maybe know that it's about women's sports. Yes. Maybe they don't click on your site. Maybe they don't, you know, right. initially, you know, see what's going on. Unfortunately, you sometimes got to also, you know, sway your individuals to come in and, and, and have an idea of what. And then once they're in there, they're in there. You know what I mean? But Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting because I, I, I would say that I always took a little bit of an opposite approach in that I think the name is very clearly tells you that it's about women. Okay. And if you don't want to come read about women, you don't have don't it's not for you. Like, you know, I'm I'm a firm believer in um 
having your audience and and speaking to your audience because you're never going to be able to satisfy everybody. So, you know, for the people who have no interest in reading about women's sports, for the people who have no interest in reading about the women who are running, you know, organizations in the NFL, in the NBA, then, you know, it's not the place for you, and that's okay. No, no, I would would totally agree there. I just... If I saw a gladiator, I, my instinct would be, let me click on it. I'm not even trying to figure out if it's a woman or not. I yeah. Just, gladiator well, is going to get me in regardless. So. Yeah, that's good. Just because the movie was good. <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> right. <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> now, I understand you have something big coming up Super Bowl week. Yeah, yeah. So we're having our second annual Gladiator Summit, and it's a day-long event. Um, and our goal is really to not just inspire women in the industry, but also give them the tools to take their careers to the next level. So we have workshops, we have um, panel discussions, keynote address, a networking event, all designed to connect women in the industry. Um, again, give them the tools to take their careers to the next level and then let them see some of these women who have made it. Um, I think the the common misperception is that there aren't a ton of women who are behind the scenes in the industry, and, and there really are. We have solid numbers. Our keynote address is the CEO of Barstool Sports. Her name is Erica Nardini. And, you know, a lot of people, if, if people who are familiar with Barstool Sports, they, a lot of them would never think that a woman heads that organization. But, um, we're excited to have her because, you know, it's a, it's a major um, a major publication, um, and it, it's not a traditional publication. And so I think she's really just going to be able to speak to our audience about what it really means to make it <clears throat> to the highest of high levels in a male-dominated industry. Excellent. Now, what's the date and time of that event? And the yeah, workshop? so it's... Yeah, so it's January 29th in Miami. Um, it's the Wednesday before Super Bowl, so it's sort of smack dab in the middle of Super Bowl week. Um, and it's we're ha- holding it at um, Florida Memorial University, which is an HBCU. I'm an HBCU grad, so I um, it's, it's important to me that we're able to make sure that we're giving sign to HBCUs. Um, so, yeah, we're really excited. People can go to gladiatorsummit.com to see who our other speakers are and to grab their tickets and get more information about the day's events. Good. Speaking of HBCUs, I got to ask yep. you, what is it going to take to get top athletes to HBCUs, both male and female? Oh, I mean, I think a lot of them are going to have to have a lot more money, honestly. Um it, you know, when an when a athlete walks into, let's say, a, a University of Miami um, and looks at their facilities, you know, it's oftentimes that's just something that HBCUs can't compete with because we don't have the funds. I, I think, you know, us seeing Cam Newton's brother go to my alma mater, Howard, that was really great and people were excited. But then, unfortunately, you know, we had some coaching Issues. So I think that's another thing that we probably need to um, be able to um, make sure that we have the right people in the position so that once these kids make the decision to 
to um, attend these institutions that we can we can make sure they're staying there. I, I'm going to pick it back a little bit, and I just can turn into a whole two-hour discussion. And I agree with you. Facilities, I got asked this question uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they were like, and I was like, facilities. But I somewhat disagree. The money's there. And the reason why I say that, if I look at, I take the state of Alabama, and I look at Alabama, Auburn, Alabama State, and I think there's one other. Uh, you got A&M. And I, and I, for the most part, the in-state tuition, there's not that much difference to go to Alabama State than there is to go to Auburn. So where's the money going? And like I said, I, I, that's just, you know, I know there's a lot of different questions there, you know, and probably a, a myriad of, of answers, but I just, you know, when I take those four schools and we say we need facilities, I go to Auburn, Auburn had, or Alabama, they have top-notch facilities, uh, football field, basketball arenas, things of that nature, and then 70 miles away from either one of those schools, we're playing at the old... Uh, um, High school gym. No, well, what's the 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 old the old um, I can't, the, the old stadium that Alabama used to play at? Um, Legion Field. You, you you see what I'm saying? So, and like I said, yeah. we start looking at numbers. The tuition at one school is not that much different from the tuition at the other school in the same state, seventy miles apart or less than hundred miles apart. So, I think the the I think the first thing that needs to take place is channeling the funds. So many funds are being given to HBCU schools for education, and that's a great thing. Don't get me wrong, <clears throat> but if you want to compete with the facilities, start having the the Oprahs and the the young the guy that paid off more houses. Oh, that's good. Put it into the facilities for the athletics. Then you <laughs> might start attracting some of the. The um, top-notch talent. Well, at least and the, the first the, thing the next is tier the, level. the first thing is to have people like Bronny, LeBron James, son, even say he wants to visit Howard or Morehouse or you know FAMU. That's where that starts. Having that name show up in the top four considerations is a start. Yeah. Then having one or two of the players actually commit and go there. Yeah. To your point, I think basketball is a whole lot easier to well, I mean, yeah, than, that, than, than football. I think football is a lot. You but know. you got golf, you got tennis, you got swimming, you got everything. But we care about band. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, Battle of the Band series in Atlanta next week. But anyway, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> but no, at the, con- the, the one good thing is the conversation needs to start happening. I believe the conversation is happening across the board. And it's it's it's, a, it's an undercurrent. It's, it's I think it's happening amongst, you know, everybody. Yourself, uh, HBCU alum. I think it's happening, um, in so many different areas. But I think it's at some point, to Don's point, uh, individuals that actually movers and shakers and people of power, on all levels, entertainment, political, government, need to have a discussion and say, hey, here's the game plan moving forward with either all the HBCUs at one time or less. Uh, it's or, or, it's got to be a collective effort. Yeah, or, you know, you take one HBCU and, and, and have, a, you know, have a, a pilot plan and see how that works and then move forward. But something needs to happen at the behind the scenes at the levels in which individuals actually who make the, can make those things happen, happen. So we're going to put you on the hot seat. You are now the president of the WNBA. What are you going to do to increase viewability? 
Did I just make that word up? Yeah, viewership. I think you definitely did. <laughs> he made viewership. <laughs> my work. That's that. That's that. Um, that's, that uh, that's that Muskogee County <laughs> education coming through right there. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think one that the WNBA, and I think this is happening slowly but surely, but the WNBA has to get a little better at telling the stories of the women. I think that part of the reason that, um, you know, people have really locked in with the NBA, although ratings are down now, um, you know, with so many injuries and stuff, I think part of the reason that people have locked in is because they really feel like they know these players. They, um, you know, have done a great job of helping to tell the players' stories, um, you know, outside of basketball. And I think that when the WNBA, you know, really starts to do that, to connect with fans on that level, um, that's going to help. You know, I I, I wrote an article for Forbes last year um, related to this, and I want to say that I think the WNBA is doing a good job. I mean, if you look at, I think the, the issue oftentimes is that you're comparing the WNBA currently to the NBA currently. And instead, you should probably be comparing the WNBA currently to where the NBA was after 20 years of, of existence, right? So, like, you, it's, it's, it's not really an apples-to-apples comparison. Um, and I think that if you look at the progress, the, the W has made progress. You know, the salaries are going up. Um, viewership is is growing, and I just I think it's a, a just you know a, a thing of time. You know, college basketball for women is growing, and as that grows, people will start to know more of the players and be connected to more of the players. So they're going to watch them. You know, go into the league. So I think it's a process, and I think the league is continuing to be creative with how it gets people to watch. Um, so yeah, I think that that's my answer for that. You know what? You sound like the female version of David Stern. You might get me <laughs> get me behind you on that one. And you, and, I mean, and you that's brought how you got to grow it now. And you brought something yeah. up that I we we talked about this a whole lot on our show. But I never thought about. I remember the first five years of WNBA, we knew all the players: Lisa Leslie right. and Sarah right. Swoops. Like we knew them from college and the, well, Olympics, and the Olympics and yeah, the right. Olympics. But they were household names. Right. And then right. let's just say these last fifteen they years. They were stars already, so out, to speak. Yeah, outside of the Yukon girls and Brittany Griner. Right. Sometimes for all the wrong stay, reasons. Cause, cause you know what I mean? Trouble. But I you don't really know any of the players. You haven't, you know, haven't to your point, we haven't made a connection. And just like with men, especially you'll see starting probably about an hour ago. You'll have the kicker for LSU, and you'll know that his. That's right. Unfortunately, his little brother passed away, and you know, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. who these players are because they're not. Yep. We're not talking about Burrow or Trevor yeah, Lawrence or yeah. Ross, or, right. you know, Chase. Some of them. We're finding out about the so-called unknowns on the team. Yeah. Right. So to right. that point, that's what they should do for the women. Yeah. But started in college. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Speaking of the W and the NBA, we one of our panelists actually is a woman named Lillian Majid, and she's the vice president of uh, diversity and inclusion for the NBA, um, which means you know she also 
uh, works with the W from time to time. And, I, you know, I think the fact, although the, the NBA does not own the WNBA, you know, the fact that they continue to be supportive of the league and that, you know, they're, some of their teams still are owned by the, you know, the same organizations, I, I think, you know, that's a positive thing, that, that the WNBA can continue to lead on the NBA for support and, and advice. Um, so yeah, I think, I think we're on a good, we're on a good track. Let me ask you this. Do you think it, it hurts or helps the WNBA when their coaches are pulled to the NBA and their GMs are, are, are pulled away? Yeah, I think it's definitely hurtful. Actually, a, a really, um, great friend of mine, her name is Adnisha Curry. She's the only woman coaching men's NCAA basketball she and some other ladies were just featured in an article by the New York Times about this very issue about coaching and the fact that in the women's leagues and in college basketball, you know, it, it's not even women who are, who are coaching women. It's men who are coaching women and oftentimes men who really have aspirations to go coach men, right? So if, if that is who you are putting in the leadership roles, you know, that, that says something. That says that the league is a stepping stone or that, you know, in general, women just aren't good enough. So I, I actually think that is an issue and that, you know, at the college level and at the W, they need to, you know, bring in more qualified women to, to take these um, roles of leadership um, so that we're not seeing, you know, so much of the crossover because the crossover definitely just, you know, makes it seem like it's a, um, a league that's not worth being attached to and not worth watching. You know what, me and you are going to be a soulmate. You must have been listening to the show. <laughs> I've, been, I've been kind of saying those same things over the... But now, I will, I will say this, though, and I agree with you 100%, but I, I would hope maybe since they've pulled in, I think Cheryl Swoop is now uh, on... Um, is it Cheryl Swoops or... Um, I think so. Um, I forget. I, I forget who, but I think she's on Houston's uh, front 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 office front office. Now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so maybe I mean, hopefully, maybe that having a seat at the table, table, you can then they can then turn around and maybe give some insider knowledge, some you know maybe the Trojan horse type scenario where hey, yeah. this, this is what they're doing at the NBA. Maybe we need you all can you know take this tidbit and implement it over here the WNBA. And I, I get that the NBA is supportive. I don't agree that the NBA is supportive enough. And the reason why yeah. I don't agree is because they left those girls, the ladies, not girls, the young ladies for the Las All Vegas Aces out, you know what I mean, when it, would, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have cost them nothing to send a plane over there. Send so plane so I, I, believe the yeah. NBA, I believe the NBA is helpful to the NBA, but I feel it's more of a PR move than it is mm-hmm. actually helping the, the WNBA. I, I, I don't think the NBA on the backside cares too less about well, you got yeah, it. Sometimes you have to in in business. Unfortunately, sometimes you have to show a loss to make a profit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, that's sometimes what investing is all about, you know. And as a as an entrepreneur, I know that for sure. That sometimes, <laughs> you know, it takes a little while to turn your profit, but you know, you don't you don't give up on your product yeah. because you know you're not making money. And I I think to that point. That's part of the problematic narrative is that 
writers are always talking about how much money the league is losing and how much money the teams are losing. And one, we don't even know if that's true. There, there lacks um, transparency for the WNBA. So we don't really know if they're taking a loss. And that's one of the things the, the players are currently in negotiations about. Like, show us the money. If, if it's so hard out here for y'all, well, you know, for all for these years. years, and you're not, huh? Like, then how have you been around for 20 years? Exactly, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, please yeah. let everybody know once again the the summit, how they can yeah. reach you personally, and on a website, everything. Yeah, so I'm on all social media, Sporty Esquire, um, Sporty, and then Esquire, one word, and then Gladiators. Is at Gladiators, G-L-A-D-I-A-T-H-E-R-S, on Instagram, on Twitter, we are at We Are Gladiators. And then, yeah, this, the summit is where you need to be if you are really interested in taking your career to the next level, to um, improving your network, because your network really is your net worth. Then you need to hop on down to Miami. Um, and grab you a ticket to the Gladiator Summit because it really is an opportunity to, um, you know, have a, a, a day with some women who can really help change your life. Hey, thank you so much. Oh, we got before we get out of here, LSU or Clemson tonight? Oh man. Okay, so I'm I'm originally from South Carolina. So I, I, I knew it. Oh, I knew it. You talking to <laughs> a Carolina boy too? I knew it was something. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Oh lord. <laughs> So, I mean, at my heart, I want Clemson to win, but LSU is looking real scary. So, I, I think LSU is going to win, but I'm going to be pulling for Clemson. Boy, y'all all might be made for each other because you hedging your bets just like he does. <laughs> I knew it. Both hey, of y'all are Sonic the head. I'm telling you right Boy, now. When's the Australian uh, finals? Just call in that Monday. You know what I mean? Call in that Monday. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> I make sure your phone call gets through. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you so much, Alicia. Look forward right. to having you come in studio next time if possible. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Yes, All right, man. Take have care. a good evening. Bye-bye. Uh, speaking of South Carolina, number one in women's college basketball, thanks to um, what, UConn loss and yeah. Baylor beat. Um, was it Baylor that beat them? Baylor beat UConn, yeah. 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 So that pushed uh, um, the girl over there. Okay, I just forgot her name. Coach. Um. What I want to say, I can't say because I get in trouble. <laughs> Why can I be with the coach for South Carolina? Stacy. Um, oh, my goodness. This is horrible. I see in everything. No, she's not new. She's been there four years now. Been to the Final Four. Been to the Elite yeah, Eight. Yeah, You know what I mean? Why can I? Don. Yes. Don Staley. Don Staley, yeah. Don Staley, thank you. Goodness. It's Don Staley. Yeah, what I said Don. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Captain Obvious. We Booger McFarland. Booger McFarland. If it ain't Don Staley, she can't be the head coach of the disciple. Poor Boog. He's seen this job. He's seen, he seen this job negotiation. Oh on, my on. goodness! I hate to be Booger McFarland because oh. you know Tony Romo about to get that job, right? You you know they're trying to give him ten million, and I I pay every bit. Like of. they said, Madden was the most at eight million, but they try to give him ten million. ESPN is 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 he not worth it? Yeah. Okay then. Like sometimes you see, so, sometimes Romo, you yeah. see you see people that they do certain things. You're like, oh, you a natural. 
He's a natural. He's a natural. Yeah, like, you would, I would. I would want to see those two together. To be honest with you, Booger and Tony. Yes. Oh, that baked for her. I would watch horrible. Analysis. I would watch horrible Monday night games well, every, just every, for that. Every, well, sometimes every Monday you gotta night, have every Monday night game's been horrible. The yeah. last the only Thursday night game were good because they're usually division rivals. So regardless of records, yeah. you're gonna have a, a team decent. regardless of record that just gets up for that. Yeah, but these Monday night and games, it's a short week, so there are more upsets that happen on Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. but the Monday night games. I mean, they need. They need. You uh, can't. Get, you don't know what's gonna happen. Injuries, everything. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. You. But you. But the somebody nice games you can put on mute just because they're great games. But to that point, sometimes you gotta have something extra. I know who's been horrible. That's why you went back to the playing football. Uh, Cowboys tight end. Jason Witten. That joke was horrible. Straight garbage. Yeah, like, you know, give that pro style offense. I will t- never let him get let live that down. When he t- said they run a pro style offense in the NFL commentary. <laughs> Uh, listen, <laughs> when he retires, he knows not to go to no network. Right. CBS, ESPN, none of them. Yeah. So, but yes, Don Staley in South Carolina yeah, is now yeah. number one, 16 and 1. Baylor is second at 13 and 1. Stanford, 15 and 1 and 3. Uh, at third, rather. UConn is fourth at 13 and 1. Louisville, 16 and 1 is fifth. Oregon, 13 and 2. UCLA, 16 and 0. Surprise, uh, powerhouse um, team like UCLA is seventh. At 16 and 0. Name me some more Pac 12 teams in the top 20. Oregon State is 8 at 15 and 1. Okay. North Carolina State, 15 and 1 is 9. Mississippi State is 10, 15 and 2. So out of the top 10, you only got one. So how many? How many? You got two. I mean, well, Arizona State is 18. Okay, I'm about to say how many? Arizona's 21st. Okay. So. But I, yeah. I, I can almost. You got I, Stanford that I already mentioned was three. But no, I had Oregon. But I can almost, I can almost promise you, they're 16 and 0. They probably haven't played Stanford, Oregon State, none of those teams yet. No, so that'd be Stanford. Oregon, Oregon State, Arizona, and Arizona State. That's they, five teams. That's, I mean, they probably haven't played them yet. Or have they played them already? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm thinking they haven't played them yet. Yeah, but in, if in you got play. five teams, well, six counting, you know, UCLA, mm-hmm. you got six teams in the um, Pac-12, and you're the only undefeated team. I get you. And they, they, they're at six, right? Seven. Seven? Well, they, they beat South- Arizona State and Arizona already. But with Arizona State and Arizona ranked at? Uh, 18 and what did I say? Let me go back because I was looking at the schedule. They uh, Arizona State is 18 and Arizona is 21st. Okay. Then I, to your point, then you've beaten some top They're seven. So, yeah, so, UCLA seven. Um, they should be ranked a little bit high. Ranked, yeah, maybe top five. Maybe top they five. They should definitely be ranked above the other Pac-12 teams, so at least second or third behind South Carolina and Baylor. I got no, no, and that's what I was, I was just trying to say. At sixteen and zero, have they really, really got into the meat of their? You got to at sixteen. Co- conference, uh, usually well, they at do, twelve. They doing that to the men's over there. Auburn, Auburn's undefeated. And they got them at six or five. You know, depending on what poll you look at. They beat them Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> but, but, but you feel what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I think. I, 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 I'm sorry. Just. <laughs> but give it two more weeks. They if they eight if they wind up twenty you know two weeks they probably got four games so they should be around 21, 20 and oh. 20, probably two two um, a week two usually. a week so twenty and oh if they still sitting there at seven then I got a problem I, I, I agree with you but I'm I'm well they did at least jump Auburn up to four now okay now on the men's side got on you. the men's side right um, Gonzaga one Baylor two Duke three Auburn four Butler uh, five Kansas six because um, Baylor beat them. Baylor beat Kansas and Texas Tech this past week. Back to the women real quick. I think the other problem is when you start looking at the three out of the top five, 
you got schools who have been there the last three or four years. So South Carolina has been the top five the last three or four years. UConn, that's, they just stay at number one. Yeah. Baylor has been Their there. household yeah, names yeah. in the top and, five. And household programs now. That, you well, know. well, I guess that's the same for Auburn since. But then you went to the championship last year. Or and the final four two years ago. They were championship game last year. I'm at Baylor. Because they, they lost were. to Virginia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Um, on a on the on bad, a bad the, the call. final four, you had a bad yeah. call, yeah, yeah, or controversial three point play. Call. First, they didn't call the walk <coughs> or travel. Yeah, which that was that was worse to me. That was that worse. was worse than that was worse than actually three point five. five. Right. You can you can you can give legit reasons on why you call the three point the foul on three point. But play. that travel but was you so can't obvious. you can't miss that travel. Can't miss the travel. But go back to now. Right, you won't live in the past. <laughs> go back to now. <laughs> right. So Auburn four, Butler five, Kansas dropped to six, San Diego State in the still undefeated seventeen zero. They're seventh. Oregon eight, Florida State nine, surprisingly, and ten is Kentucky. Okay. So yeah, uh, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we'll discuss what's been going on now that the NHL is halfway through its season. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is eleven hundred AM. Be right back. <laughs> Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Hailing from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Blitz Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. Hey. I'm Murfinetti. You can say Murfinetti Collection is the newest, comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry, to the sports world, to the judicial system, to the political world, <laughs> to the average everyday professional, Murfinetti Collection is the new way of life. www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Once again, you can shop Murfinetti Collections at MurfinettiFashions.MyBigCommerce.com Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Orleans style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Don, the DNA. Make sure you check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 
through TuneIn Radio, iRadio Now, and iHeartRadio. And make sure you check out DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than just a Hawks, Falcons, or Braves fan, get the latest and greatest sports news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NCAA, and NFL news and highlights. And now back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello, welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. We're bringing facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. Once again, call in 404-603-8770. We're also live on Periscope as well as Facebook. Give us your prediction for tonight's LSU versus Clemson National Championship game. Um, Tiger on Tiger. Yeah. Somebody from Death Valley going to win. But, uh, <laughs> Talking about hedging bets. That's all you- <laughs> uh, But we got NHL to discuss. Um Missed out on that last week. It is the halfway point right now. They are doing something special that you want to note. Unfortunately, it won't be coming to the Atlanta area. The closest to Nashville, I'll let you know that off top. But they're doing a celebration of Black History Month um, for 2020 for the National Hockey League. So they're going to have a tour that goes across the United States as well as Canada, uh, showing first milestones that have taken place uh, in NHL, the achievements of black in hockey, uh, including the first uh, black NHL player, first captain, first one inducted to the Hall of Fame, um, current um, players who are NHL right now. Um, of course, this is all led by their ambassador, Willie O'Ree, who was the first uh, NHL player that was black. So it will kick off, it actually kicked off yesterday. I thought it was Willie down there in Nova Scotia. <laughs> My man, uh, Bernie Mac. <laughs> You know he got those skates on, them, them bottles the of bottles. Coke bottles <laughs> to the Jim Crow. <laughs> nah, nah, all just <laughs> congratulations to the NHL. For doing this. Yeah. Um, it started yesterday um, in D.C. It moved through Detroit to St. Louis to Pittsburgh to Ottawa, Toronto, um, New Jersey, who fired their coach, by the way. Uh, Nashville. So if you're in the Atlanta area, February 16th and 17th at the Bridgetown Arena in Nashville is where you will find that exhibit. Then it goes out to Nashville. Nashville, not a bad drive. LA. Three hours. Three hours. You know, four hours. You lose an hour going. Um, Again, coming back, but it's a nice ride. It's, you know, weather probably should be decent. Going, you know. Yeah. And it'll finally end in Dallas on March the 22nd. So well, you can catch you a Southwest and go to Dallas. Yeah, yeah but I, the Nashville, Nashville's not a Nashville's not a bad, not a bad, uh, bad drive at all. Yes, um, <coughs> and St. Louis is decent, but yeah. So if you're in Atlanta area, February 16, 17, Nashville is where it will be at at the Bridgestone Arena downtown. Um, looking at the standings, uh, Capitals number one in the East, 30, 11, and five. The Penguins right there, 28, 12, and five. New York Islanders 27-12-4 have been impressed, but the way that had been playing this year, uh, they're bringing up the nostalgia of the, um, well, I want to say the early 90s when they went to uh, three or four Stanley Cups and won one. 27-16-12 is Carolina. Philly is 23-16-6, something going right in Philly. 22-16-8 uh, is Columbus. New York 21-19-4. 
That's it for Teams 500 better. As mentioned, New Jersey Devils in last place, but that's because they fired their um, their coach. And <coughs> rightfully so. <coughs> so before you go on to the West Conference, I just pulled up the uh, just the conference standings. And so, to your point, New Jersey, especially coming off of last year, Ray Shero, that's his name, having a positive you know season ending last year to start off. But they're not dead last in the conference. The team that's dead last, I'm still surprised by that as well as Detroit Red Wings being dead last. But what I am surprised is um, the Capitals being where they're at, not really having that uh, Stanley Cup layover, especially when they didn't want to give the cup back <laughs> a couple of years ago. Oh, bitch. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm surprised looking at where Tampa Bay is at now compared to how they started the season, season. So, So... After All-Star break, see if they can keep that momentum going and then wind up in the top four and make amends to how they uh, ended the season last year, having the best record overall and losing in the first round. 631 unique players with at least one goal. That just gives you some of the craziness that has gone on in the NHL. 445 games have been decided by a one-goal margin. <laughs> so, yeah, to that point, you go on a – a little five, six game streak, and you can go from out of the playoffs as, you know, like a fifth or sixth to being one of the top, top players. Four, top four. Or yeah. you go on a skid and go from four, Tampa four, Bay, four to and out. you only lose about one or two goals. Yeah, yeah. be out. And then, <laughs> right, you can be out at that point. <clears throat> so anything can happen. It's still a, even though we're halfway through, it's still a long season. So looking at the Atlantic. 27, 8, and 11 is the Bruins. As you mentioned, Tampa Bay there in second. 2017, 27, 14, and 4. The Maple Leafs, Toronto, 24, 16, and 6 in third in the Atlantic. The Florida uh, Panthers are the same, 24, 16, but they have five uh, overtime ties. Buffalo Sabres, 20, 19, and 7, and that's it for teams 500 or better. I, I still think it's Tampa Bay's to lose. For whatever reason, I just think that they eventually will. You think they coasting? I think so. You think they learned from last year? No need to. Uh, <coughs> no need to. Eighty some games. Yeah, we got time. We've been there before. You don't want to be lower than four, though. Ooh. And right now, yeah, 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 right now, wanna... conference wise, they're at five. I think you know you want to be a top four team because then that guarantees you home ice. First round and then possibly home ice second, second round, depending round. on who loses, you know, in the in the other other playoff matches. But right. you don't want to be five, i.e., be a wild card as in the NFL, and then have to be on the road all the way through. That's so, not what you want. Yeah. Um, let's go to the Western Conference in the Central. St. Louis is back on top. Uh, they had took a little skid and a dive there and had let um, Dallas creep up. Colorado had clicked creeped up, but they're back. 29-10-7 is their record. Dallas is second, 26-15-4. Colorado, 25-15-5. Our Winnipeg Thrashers, a.k.a. Atlanta Jets, 24-18-4. Uh, they won on a, a good winning streak there where they had won, uh, I think it was seven in a row at one point. Nashville, 21-16-7. The Minnesota Wild are 29, 20, excuse me, 19 and 6. And my Blackhawks, 20, 20 and 6. So everybody, 500 or better, thus proving to be the toughest division. Now, a lot of times that can be good and bad. Either you beat yourself up to where you get to the playoffs and then the team 
can come in and kind of just, you know, win in a seven-game series, you know, 4-1, or you're battle-tested and you're able to make a run all the way to the Stanley Cup. Well, given my – when you look at the total conference again, you mentioned the the Atlanta Jets (laughs) or uh, Winnipeg Thrashers. If the playoffs started today with that record, they'd be on the outside looking in. But now, if they got in, I wouldn't want to play. Them. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> to your to your point about being battle tested, you know what I mean. So, um, you know, but see, like the West Coast teams in all conferences, you know, that final playoff spot, you got three or four teams all hovering right there who are who are above five hundred teams. They're decent teams. They just, to your point, have peed each other up, and who's the one at the end standing? Right. Um, in the Pacific, there's a new team at the top. It was Vegas a little while back. Then it was Arizona. And now we got the Calgary Flames, 25-17-5, mm-hmm. sitting at the top spot, followed by those Coyotes of Arizona, 25-18-5. Vancouver Canucks, 25-17-4. They also was on a little winning streak there. Vegas Knights still in it, so to speak, 24-18-6. Edmonton Oilers have one of the most impressive young guys. Uh, David, I just forgot his name now. Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid, yes. Um, Young guy, I think he's like 23. He's becoming the face of the franchise. He's taking over as the new Ovechkin, the new Gretzky. They're putting titles on him now like that. Uh, I got to see it in the playoffs. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> That's where you make your name at. <clears throat> he has 64 points right now. He has 22 goals and 42 assists. So, you know, he's he's leading these skaters right now. And he's making a name for the Edmonton Oilers, who are currently in fifth, 24-18-5. So they got 24-18-5, yes. So they got some work to do mm-hmm. to get into the playoffs. But they be in the playoffs right now if it started. They be in the AFC. They be the AFC. They so they're AFC. in right now. Now, some people are giving him your Mike Trout comparison. Because I think they made it to the playoffs one time. That's why I said I got to see it in the playoffs. <laughs> That's the reason why. I, I listen. Because the only reason why, because he's young at 23, where you've had the Gretzky's, yeah. the Ovechkin's get somewhat deep into the playoffs at an early age. Hey, so listen. that's the only that's the only knock on him right now. But I mean, that's what the media does, and the words, and that's what the fans do. In the words of Uncle Shay Shay, I don't want them empty <laughs> calories, baby. You gonna have me eating some? I better get full. <laughs> but I mean, and. I'm going to defend Mike Trout. Like, y'all had me defending Tom Brady last week. <laughs> now you're going to defend Trout. I'm going to defend him a little oh bit. My I'm going to defend him a little this bit. This is new 2020. I'm going to defend him a little bit to the point where <clears throat> you do got to put, when you mentioned uh, Gretzky or whatever. People around him. You got to put people around him. You yeah. got, and definitely you got to put, in Gretzky's case, you had to put in force. You had to keep, you had right, to keep, yeah, body, keep, off of keep bodies off him right. so he could, the magician can work. You know what I mean? So if this guy's putting up 64 points and, you know, and, and scoring and whatnot. Now, I'm, to defend him, I'm gonna make sure he gets hip check cut more times. I'm right, make, you know, I make sure I'm gonna be oh, yeah. a little more, a little bit more physical with him and what. Try and get him suspended. Try and get him or, in, not, the get, get him in the penalty box. Give him in the penalty box. You know anything. what I mean? Or just get up in his head a little bit. Or you know, if he if he starts to skate and he's skating now because he's looking over his shoulder more so than he is trying. So remember to, this name, Connor McDavid. Yeah. So this I need I need them to put I need them to put some enforcers around. Him. I need to put I need them to put some people around him. But again, if he's that good, you got unlike Trout, you got at least if you make the playoffs, you the AC, then you make him to the AC. Well, he does have a teammate Leon um, who has sixty three points right now, twenty three goals and forty assists. So they're both 
there right there together. Yeah. You expect them to have a little better record, but that depends on the goalie too. So it's good to see that you got two guys right there. But yeah, they do need a solid defenseman to to continue to let him do what he does best. I mean, he's always making highlights, but again, and he wins. You, go, baby. you don't want to have that that moniker of a Mike Trout. You got all you the. Want all, to be the you got you got all the numbers, but I can't see you. And it's time for me to watch the watch. When I really start watching, any you know any sport, people really start watching playoff. You know down the stretch, and you're not even in the conversation. At least this guy's in the conversation. The Oilers right now, the playoffs start today. They'd be an A seed, right? Um, in the A spot. So at least after All Star break, I can follow them and see how this race ends out or whatever. Trout and the and the L A. Uh, Anaheim Angels, their season is over July 4th. Yeah. So I don't care about all those stats. He's getting on games that don't matter. Yeah. That's so true. I don't even know if he's good under pressure. Yeah, that's one thing you don't know. Um, Buffalo will be the home of the um, Combine for the next three more years. Uh, Buffalo has been the site since 2015, so they just renewed their contract. So all NHL scouting combines will remain in Buffalo through 2022. That's at Key Bank Center and uh, Leecom Har- Harbor Center up in Buffalo. Which, you know, it's good. Now they have they do have a few young guys that they're projecting to be really great. I want to say a couple of them are from Canada, if I can remember correctly. That they're projecting to be the first one and two players taken. Taken. You were talking about. How you could go on a ten, you know, a ten game and go five and five, or go eight and two. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Golden Knights; their last ten games have been five and five, and now they're in six. Calgary Flames, Calgary Flames, in their last ten have been seven and three. Now they're sitting in two, in the as far as in the Western Conference if the playoffs started today. So, um, and then the Canucks on an eight and two run the last ten games. I think they were out of it two they weeks were. ago. They basically and now, were. Now they're sitting there at five. What? No, they're sitting there. Yeah, sitting there at the fifth seed. In the fifth seed. Yeah. So, two weeks to make a difference. So, I think the West, the Western Conference, is going to be fun, and then the Eastern Conference. I think the Atlantic is going to be fun. You think so? Well, the Atlantic has all the teams that are uh, everybody's above five hundred, except for like one team in the Atlantic. But then you got the whole Western Conference. <clears throat> Even your Blackhawks. Theoretically, it's still, still in, in it. it. Right. As long as, <laughs> as, long as you're 500, you're th- theoretically yeah. still in it. Mm-hmm. Because there's several games, of course, that you're playing within the division. Head. So, yeah, those head-to-heads come in, and home. anything can happen at that point. I found it. Um, Alexis, and I'm going to botch up his last name. I'm sorry. Lafarine is the number one rated um, skater. I think you got it right. <laughs> <laughs> He, he's supposed to be the number one <coughs> race uh won the MVP best forward in the 2020 World Junior Championships out of okay. Canada. Out of Canada. Number two is Quentin Byfield. Where that Quentin come from? <laughs> <laughs> where that, that Quentin? Hey, yeah, I don't know if it's Quentin or Quinn. Where that Quentin come from? <laughs> he's a member of Team Canada's gold medal um, 2020 World Championships. So him and... Um, um, we call him by his first name. Al- Alexis were right there together. Okay. So Quinton, uh, Quinton, like you said, Quinn. I- I'm gonna call him Quinn. Uh, they're from Nova Scotia to that Jim Crow. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh. Yeah, he's a he's a center. That's uh, right now he's going to be he's ranked number two in the NFL NHL draft. So. Okay. Hey. And number three is uh, just in case you want to know, Jamie Drysdale. I know who Drysdale is. You know who Drysdale is. Quinn? Quinn? Why, what about Quinn? Got Quinn. Got to see what's going on with Quinn Tone. I know. <laughs> Maybe Willie O'Reef will help him out. Yeah. Hey, this is DNA Sports Talk. It's 1100 AM. We'll be right back. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. Hey, I'm Murfinetti. You can say Murfinetti Collection is the newest, comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry, to the sports world, to the judicial system, to the political world. <laughs> To the average everyday professional, Murfinetti Collection is the new way of life. www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com. Once again, you can shop Murfinetti Collections at murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan-style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta. 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. And now back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWE 1100 AM. Hello and welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. We're bringing the facts about sports. Don't agree. Say so. 8770 is the number to call in. Also live on Periscope as well as Facebook. Um, National Championship game is about to kick off in approximately 10 minutes. Undefeated LSU, undefeated Clemson, Tiger vs. Tiger, Death Valley. 
versus Death Valley. Burrow versus Trevor Lawrence. Sunshine. Coach O versus Dabo. Dabo could do something unprecedented, just about three titles in four years. Solidify himself as one of the best coaches of all time. Uh, Sunshine, as you mentioned, could have probably one of the greatest college careers of all time. Stepping in two undefeated seasons, Absolutely. national championship. He could take over the Tebow, what some uh, people consider to be better than Tebow now. Yeah, yeah, well, I ain't with a man like that. But I'm saying some people consider Tebow's run <coughs> at college one of the best. Tebow was riding the bus, not driving the bus. This now is he, true. He, look, I, I put it this way. The first year, he rode the bus. I think Clemson's defense and everything around him helped him. Last year when they beat Bama, he was driving the bus. And he driving the bus this year. Right. So, um, Tebow, in my opinion, never drove the bus in Florida. You go back and look at that roster. Well, well all the way in it. In they the had a de facto 30-second team at the end of, like, I, did. like no, literally you start looking at Teal Spikes and all those boys. Well, I mean, be fair, um, Clemson is stacked, too. But they're not as stacked as, as Florida no, was the two years. They're nowhere near as stacked as Florida was for those three years. Right. So who you got? I this is, The reason why this has been a real good college football year and a real good playoff, um, I mean, granted, the LSU-Oklahoma game, I knew was going to be a blowout to what extent. Didn't know. You didn't know. But the Clemson-Ohio State game was going to a hard call, and it, it turned – midway through the third quarter in Clemson's favor as far as uh, plays, not executing right. things of that nature. Um, stay long, stay wrong. Nah, it's not even that. By the way, we're headed to 1193 Collier Road, Big Atlanta, easy. Georgia, 303-18. Once again. And if we want to get in there, it's called the Big Easy Grill. Yep. And if we want to get in there, we better you pick better LA, pick LA, LA you, you, want to come if you don't understand what Big Easy, <laughs> the Big Easy Grill is, you got to know it's um, yeah. New Orleans. And to uh, fed, yeah. crawfish. Yeah, baby. <laughs> With that being said, I, I I hate to say this because. Come I'm, on, Sunday Heads Hall. You're nah, nah, the I'm girl not, already. No, no, no. I know. No, she, already. Has, she has her. Oh. I'm going Clemson. I think Clemson wins this game. Ooh. I think the one thing that LSU. Who you pulling for? Because I'm well, sure that's different from who no, you I'm pulling who you for. Pick I'm pulling for LSU. Yeah, I see. Because. <laughs> Cause I, cause I, I cause you I, see, I, you see what I did right now. No, 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 I know you did, yeah. but, I, I, but I'm gonna go on record saying Clemson gonna win. But what I'm telling you, the reason why I don't want to see Clemson win this game, because Clemson wins this game, Clemson turns into. I remember Ohio State when they had Trestle and they yeah. went three years, four years, and they were unbeatable. And they actually they won that Miami game, oh, that yeah, horrible yeah, right. pass interference awesome. in, in, in the end zone oh, that or whatever. Was so garbage. Um, I, I, if you go and look to see what oh, they Clint, can turn into that Miami team down there with Jimmy Johnson was down yeah, there. Yeah, if you go and look to see what they got coming and what what horses they got in the in the stable for the next this year and next year. And Trevor Lawrence comes back. And they, if they, he wants to, I mean, you know, yeah, he, he coming back. The whole he year coming back. And they go into the ace. And they in the ACC, CC, which, which right now is right winning. now is on the on the downturn. You know, it'll eventually turn around, but, but not for the next two years. No, no, no. And so at least yeah, at least two more years. Clemson won't Clemson won't find no real hurdle until college football playoffs the next two seasons if they win this game. So um unless you have some major well, you injuries. You still or have some yes. You still have people that are 
they'll get up for that game, i.e. North Carolina this year. And it lost. I mean, okay. I but, yeah, it was still. You're going to get one of those. Yeah, you're going to get yeah. one of those. Maybe Virginia puts together a team that you, but they Virginia won't see Tech, Virginia. They might have to go tonight up to Blacksburg and Virginia Tech. Okay, like I said, one game. One game out of the first 13. I mean, out of the first 12. But the only problem is they can't lose because they are in the yeah, ACC. Yeah. Yeah. They can't even when they have a bad game. We saw them drop. They were preseason number one. Yeah, I get you. But they won't drop. If they win this game, even if they have a close game, they're not going to ever drop out of the top four because they'll be on a 32 game winning streak. And until you lose, you can drop me to four. That's fine. But you can't drop me out of the top four when I'm the, I'm the defending national champion. And I got 30, 30 plus games under my belt. But so all said, that, say, for right going, now, you going LSU. I mean, you going Clemson. I think LSU's defense hasn't been tested, and I think they'll get tested. And and I believe Clemson's wide receivers can test LSU's strength, which is their corners. And so, well, yeah, well they call it DBU, but they've been getting burned quite a bit. Well, so. they got the one guy number twenty four. They keep picking on that side because <laughs> right. the rest of them boys they don't play around with. That's the that's the only reason. Listen, and, and they gonna put Ross in and, every position. And, and, slot. and number twenty four, we'll I forget his name. Though, he's tonight. a freshman, so I, you know what I mean. So it's like I would pick on him too if he's the least of all of them. He gets thrown at the most, but I'm going LSU in a close one because they're at home. They're at home, and I, I, I that's I'm why. You. Yeah. I, I I think it's a huge advantage. For them. When you look up in the stands and the crowd, yeah, and you get behind the crowd, the crowd goes still there. Now Clemson travels well, and it's not alone. You know, not too bad. Of a not drive. too bad of a drive. But they still that home though. That's your but point. Baton Rouge, they a bus ride. Baton Rouge is an Uber ride to New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> little, little surcharge, a little pricey, well, but it's but still it, it Uber ride. It's an Uber ride. So that's why I'm going LSU in a close one. I really do think it'll be a good game, and I do think that Clemson's ability to have been in this situation last year, Dabo, knowing what it takes. Been in the game last week the, or two weeks ago in that Ohio State game to get down, what, 16-0? Yeah. And, and came back and took control of the game. So They know that they're never out of it, but I'm going to go 33-31 LSU. I'm going Clemson. Plus, it's the SEC. I gotta. I'm gonna I, stay with the SEC. I'm going Clemson. I think Clemson. I think Clemson does what Alabama did, except they win the game. I think Clemson gets the 37 points. I think it's 37-34. I give the defenses a little bit more credit. I do. Let me ask you this: Sunshine better than Alabama quarterback? Yes. Okay then. And Alabama put up how much? <laughs> they put up 45. <laughs> You get what I'm saying? So, I mean, <clears throat> Tua was there in that game, part of that too as well or whatever, but Tua was hurt. I'm just saying, yeah. do you feel Sunshine is just as good as Tua? Yes. Okay, so I do. Do, you, do, you, do you feel Clemson's wide receivers are just as good as Alabama's? Now, I feel Alabama's yeah. wide receivers are better than Clemson, but do you think Clemson's Alabama's wide yeah, receivers yeah. are, are yeah, yeah, yeah. A and Clemson's yeah. wide receivers are 1A? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the LSU's is one one A and one B. Like, they're all yeah, yeah. right there together. I would have to go – I might go LSU, Alabama, Clemson as far as wide receivers. But, going, I mean – I'm going Alabama, Clemson, LSU as far as wide receivers. That, give me any of them, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, so I just feel at the end yeah. of the day, we've seen, we've seen LSU have the ability to get got. And I think – Clemson has the ability, and you got to remember, Clemson didn't have one of their main wide receivers for part of the first half against Ohio State because he got hurt. He got hurt. You know, he got put out for the for 
the first half of that game, and he came back in, and that changed the dynamics. Because then now you gotta, you can't cover one guy. You gotta go man to man and and pay attention to both sides, all sides of the field. So, right. gonna be a good game. <clears throat> I hate to say it, I'm riding with Clemson for this game, uh, 37-34 Clemson, and, I, and then I feel and I feel bad for college for um, NCAA because Clemson wins this game. I don't see them losing until uh, 2022, yeah. 2021, 2022. You know, anything can happen at that point. I get. It. I'm just saying. I see them going on a good 35, 40 plus run. You know, in a row game. Right. So if you listen in, make sure you go out 11:93. Call your row, Atlanta, Georgia, three zero three one eight. Big easy. Uh, we'll be wrapping up here uh, shortly in about thirty minutes to meet y'all. Over Beat there. us there. Yeah. Um, let's go Major League Baseball. So Astros fired uh, uh, Jeff Lonhow and uh, AJ Hint. Uh, for their involvement in the whole, I guess, Spygate MLB version of uh, things. They only got the, fired because uh, they got caught. The manager and the um, general manager, because they were using uh, technology to steal signs. Once again, in baseball, everybody steals Actually, signs. they got fired because they lost the World Series. <laughs> they won the World Series. <laughs> it justifies the cheating. You know what I mean? I ain't seen nobody get fired from the New England Patriots, and they get caught every other year. <laughs> But if you win it, you know what I mean? Yep, they were using technology to relay signs. So you have to do it with signs. You can't sit there and tape it. That's I, the thing. That, that, that's honor among thieves is the main way to say this. But you Everybody win. still yeah, signs. But you got to win can't it. Do, right. If you're going to get caught, you got to – catch me, I got to be holding the but trophy. But they did win a World Series, though. So a $5 yeah, million – dollar, they had a $5 million dollar, uh, fine on the franchise – and for 2020, this year, and 2021, they do not have a first or second round no draft, draft pick. Yeah. Now, I ask you, out of the other 29 teams, would you take that $5 million fine and if I won, draft picks yes. to win the World Series? Yes. Yes. So it was I, stiff enough. I make the, I that make, punishment was not stiff I enough. I make the five million all the merchandise I just, I just sold. <laughs> you, just, you just took my merchandise that I sold the, the World Series merchandise, right. not the regular, not the – the, my ticket sales have gone up for the next two years. Thank you. All that stuff. So that, listen, I will take that. If five. you don't take the banner and say they didn't win it, because you can't. Why can't you? Can they? Okay, so Reggie Bush got his Heisman strip, right? Yeah, but we all know Reggie Bush won the Heisman. But we all know he was the best player. But did they take USC's title that year? Yeah, they did. They vacated. Oh my bad. Call us vacated on paper, but we all know when we talking. But why don't you vacate? Take the banners down. Nope. Vacate it. No, because now you, you listen. I know, I, but I'm saying all if the, you're going to have all a the, New York, all the New York Yankees getting rid of all their World Series <laughs> titles, to, they, when I when I can name more than three players on every one of their team that was in steroids, why is Pete Rose still out? I mean, this is worse than Pete Rose to me. At least Pete betted on his team. Yeah, on himself, and, and he yeah. got a lifetime ban. Yeah. So why shouldn't? The GM, because they know the manager. Team. They know they other, have a lifetime they know what other teams. Do. And then Alex uh, Cora, who was with Boston, they're doing an investigation. When he was there, of course, he was with the A's. Mm-hmm. So they even have his is going to be stiffer than this. So his been, might his might be a lifetime because he's been doing it other places. His might but be that, a lifetime. Actually, that's the reason. Once you open that pad door, outside of your outside of Chicago White Sox and outside of. Well, White Sox, the game. They well, threw the, the, game. They threw the game. So right. that's, that's, a separate, different. that's different. That's different. But I'm just saying as far as people who have been banned lifetime, 
to my knowledge. Well, it's, look, it's look, the look white at the Braves. Sox. Remember the Braves GM? He can't. They couldn't have anything to do with uh, international players because they were paying them above the um, maximum signing bonus, and he got a lifetime ban. This is worse than that to me. I get you. So you're giving a, a, a person a little bit more extra money to come and sign. Well, That's worse of a, a – and he got lifetime ban. That's not as worse as this. I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. I just think – I think because – If you're going to send a message. I think – but I think I think they – the Houston Astros know other people who have been doing it. So – We'll take this hit and we'll keep our mouth quiet. But if you drop the hammer on me, then you gotta drop the hammer on a whole lot of other people. And I don't think I don't think Major League and also the PR. We don't care anymore as far as fans or whatnot. Well, we, it is a fake outrage. They'll yeah, be upset about yeah, it. Yeah, but we don't. I mean, I'm talking about the, the ticket buying fans. Oh, okay. We, we 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 want the banner. Yeah, and we don't but care at whatever cost. Yeah, you ain't cheating. You ain't trying. Exactly. <laughs> we don't care till you get caught. Now, if you get caught, they got caught. But like like nowadays, every other sports team, I have no problem with the initial fine. I agree with you. Some of this stuff is not as bad, as worse than other stuff that they went harder on. Hard on, right? That, that's <clears throat> but, my thing. But I, I but I can see the Braves situation. That's more of like, I'm just giving an example. I can see the NBA, Major League Baseball taking that Braves scenario as almost like inside trading. You know what I mean? So. You know, I go, I go, I go at the inside trader guy a little bit harder than I go at the guy peddling, uh, peddling this stuff on the street. You you get what I'm saying? But that's not that. That's not even close to being fair. No, no, I'm not saying it's fair. I'm just saying the mindset of why I would make why they might go harder on the guy, and there might be more information that you realize. Not only that he did it this year, he's been doing something similar like this for three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years. Right. I would assume the Houston Astros have been doing this maybe just this year. You no, no, I mean? it's been ongoing because they, to that point, they lost the World Series when they did it, and then they won one, so. About three years? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Major the League Baseball. The only reason baseball, got caught is because they knew Corey did it when he was at Boston. Well, I think, I think Major League Baseball is saying, you know what, we don't want to go down that road as far as the PR when it comes to the whole uh, steroid stigma. Our, our viewership is up, sales are up. No one's no one's making no one's making a big stink, and at the same time they lost the oh, World Dodgers Series. Oh, Dodgers fans are making a big stink. Dodgers fans need to make a big stink. They've been they've been losing in the yeah, but okay, it goes back to but the Dodgers. But the Dodgers ain't the but Dodgers. But I know what but the Dodgers, the Dodgers ain't lose to the Houston Astros. It's two different two different division, two different conferences. That's American League and National League. But in the World Series though. Well, well, yeah, that's so. That's what I'm saying. If I know what you're gonna throw, or have an idea, fifty-fifty <laughs> at this point. It's gonna be right. a curveball. It's gonna be a fastball. I think it's gonna curve this time. I'm gonna go. With, I feel you. And you win a World Series off of it. You gotta strip the titles if you're gonna send a message. That's what I'm saying. If you're not gonna send a message, then you do this five minutes. And the Major League Baseball don't care because fans are still buying tickets. But I I, I, I I agree I'm with just you. Just saying, the Braves. Um, who else? Uh, White Sox. It's been a while. Um, Padres. Hey, start cheating. And if you get caught, pay the fine and, and yeah, collect your World yeah, Series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, listen, the Yankees been doing it. Put, put a little something in your big toe. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> get you some guys who like the needle. Right. I mean, hey, if that's what it takes, and that's what it takes. Uh, let's go NBA. Uh, first, right here in Atlanta. Got to give a huge shout-out to your boy Trey Young donating a million dollars to pay off medical debts here in Atlanta to uh, people who couldn't afford to pay off those. I need to send them my debts. <laughs> medical. Trey, I can't afford mine either, Pimpin'. I knew I was hard on you. <laughs> You're right. I was See hard you on mean, you. Man. I was hard on you, but, you know, we can overlook that. <laughs> but, I mean, that was huge. He had talked yeah. about how his grandfather was sick at one time, and they, you know, struggled to pay medical bills. So that was something near and dear to his yeah. heart. So can he, huge shout-out, much props. To and that's how you get endeared by the city, too. Exactly. Not, I'm not saying you're doing it for a PR. I'm just saying <laughs> right, overall. Right. No, he has a foundation When you here. see people who get, you know, wonder how players become endeared by the city, even though maybe the team isn't winning, that's one of the things. That's that how happens. you do it, yeah. right. Um, also, huge shout-out to Enos Cantor. He's opening up a charter school in Oklahoma City metro area for low-income minority students and those from immigrant families with limited English-speaking abilities. Hey, listen. So he was in Oklahoma. Of course, he's with Boston now, but he was That's what, off his in base Oklahoma. in Oklahoma City. That's his base. And there's not, listen, you're going to start seeing a whole lot more of that, I mean, i.e. for the success that LeBron's, LeBron's like, yeah. school has had. So, um, you know, Because as thing. much as we, you know, talk about the players, what they do on the court, we got to show as much respect off the well, court. Yeah, and to do. LeBron, we might talk noise about him on the court, oh. but there's hat that I took my hat to him. He's he's the even greatest, when, even, he might be the greatest basketball player off the court, period. Even on the court, he's exceeded all expectations <coughs> that were put on his shoulders coming out of high school. Yeah. He's exceeded all those. So, so you know, but like I said, off off the court, I tip my hat. There's nothing about him off the court that you can say. Um, you know, we all have our, our negatives, right? Yeah. And then no one's perfect, but you know, as far as family man, right? Same Never wife, got in trouble. You know what I mean? You don't hit. You know. Kids are doing good. Right. Organizations, multiple businesses. LeBron bringing you know, his hit, friends up. And I'm not just a business. Place. I am. I'm a business, <coughs> business man. man. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, yeah, we got to, you know, you, you you tip your hat off to him and you wish. And now he's uh, a, a leader in his school. And now you have other players following his footsteps as far as replicating what he what did he's doing, right. in Ohio now being done in Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, six is in trouble. John B. Embiid successfully had surgery on his uh, left hand to repair a torn radical uh, okay. radial collateral he, ligament. He hurt stuff I never heard of. Like, I, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's on his hand, man. You saw his finger was dislocated. I know, but he hurt stuff away. I never heard of. Every year, it, the the question always <laughs> with Embiid is: the Philadelphia Sixers can do what? Do a lot if he stays healthy. I, I know. That's all I'm saying. You, you know what? The problem is Philadelphia. You got Carson Wentz can't stay healthy. You got, <laughs> it's something you, in Philly. You got it's something in the water in Philly. You got Embiid that can't stay healthy. It's the Philadelphia thing. Yeah, so he'll be reevaluating, reevaluated in a couple of weeks, in a week or two. So which means he could still be out longer mm-hmm. than that. Longer than just, that, yeah. just have to I tell. think he'll be out probably until uh, after the All-Star break. Probably I would so. hold him out until... At least a couple of weeks after the All Star. Yeah, because right now they're uh, in fifth. They're twenty five, fifteen. So you think you can hope they hold? Hold. I'm about to say what you don't want to do is wind up when he's out nine, following the six, seven. You know what I mean? So hope they can maintain at five. Well, they they won't drop any lower than seven because Brooklyn is in seven and eighteen and twenty. So who's they won't two? be below five hundred. Yeah. There's no two? way. Two. Who's that? Two. Boston. 
Nope, I gotta be at I gotta be at five. I'd rather play six three. I don't wanna play seven two. I'm talking about as far as uh playoff, you know, going down the road. If I'm Philadelphia, I need to be I need to be at well, five. Well they only half a game up on Indiana who's twenty four or fifteen. They're talking about Victor Oladipo coming, coming back, back before All Star break. Before right All Star before break, right before. Try and get him in a few games before mm. All Star break, which takes place in exactly a month from now. Yeah. So oh, it looks like they definitely will drop below Indiana, <coughs> but they definitely won't be no worse than six. Yeah. Well, Brown got his Brown got his work cut out, and maybe uh, Ben Simmons starts shooting the ball now that you don't have nobody to clog the paint. Well, no way. He's going to go to the rim a whole lot more now that you don't have Embiid clogging the paint. He's going to have to be aggressive and, and, and get to the basket. I am surprised how well the Knicks have been playing lately after they fired their coach, but I think they'll come back down there. Though. Dead clock like twice a day. He gonna have. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised at that. Um, over in the West, it's still the Lakers at the top, thirty-two and seven. They are half game behind Milwaukee. With all these, uh, with all these, uh, Lakers fan, Lakers players, uh, New Orleans people been Packers fans, and I know little Weezy been. He been a Packers. Been fan. a Packers fan. Where Anthony Davis, Davis come from? Where he come from? Start doing that in New Orleans. You had him for about five <laughs> years. You couldn't indoctrinate him to the. You know what I mean? And then he get to L.A. Well, I, I understand. Now he's short with a discount double check. Yeah, where that come from, Udi Bry? I, I need to know the background story on that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, you know. Where is he from? He played in Kentucky. I know that, but you sure he didn't come from New Orleans? Sure, he ain't from the Wisconsin area. I thought when they won the national championship, then they play in New Orleans and he was like home, if I can remember correctly. Oh, talking about uh, Anthony Davis? Yeah. I, uh, I'm not sure. I, I just. No, nah, that joke was born in Chicago. And you a Packers? Uh, uh, I know you don't like him now. I hate that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't like him. Well, so, okay, well, that explains. That explains. He's from Chicago area. You got to pick and choose, but. Chicago? Chicago? The Packers fan? He must have came a Packers fan after y'all picked Trubisky. <laughs> and then listen to you talking about you rather keep Trubisky and not get uh not take uh Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. I would. I'll put on a Packers uniform too. You talking that kind of <laughs> 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 You talking that kind of silliness. <laughs> Man, I do not want Tom Brady. <laughs> Come hella high water. <laughs> so he from man, AD. I'm so disappointed. Now I hope the Lakers lose for real now. <laughs> <coughs> I really hope they lose now. Now that you makes from sense. Chicago and you a Packers fan, man. Hey, there's Lake Michigan. You know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna say it, but you know what to do. There's a Lake. You know how to handle this. Oh man, that's, that's your boy. Crazy. That's your boy. I was trying to figure out, like, this dude with the Kentucky. He played five years down in New Orleans. Where did he become a, a Packers fan? I was trying to figure that out. Well, it don't um, matter. It ain't going to last long until next week. So your boy over. Russ went back to OKC. Had a bad game. I expected that to happen. It was, emotion. You, yeah, emotion. You mm-hmm. try too hard when you come back, and he giving all he can for that city. I mean, he's number one in points, rebounds, yeah. assists, steals, mm-hmm. like every category you could think of. Now, what was funny that came out, that was a back and forth between uh, Perk and um, oh, KD. KD. <laughs> but it's true, though. Like, KD is a better player. However, 
when you look at it, Russ was Mr. OKC. He he was there longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing at Golden State. Steph will always With be me. considered Golden State because yeah. he's been there longer. Now, of course, it was good that Katie got in and got two championships, but it's it's almost like he was homegrown there. That's all. Yeah, so anywhere you're gonna stay longer, you're gonna be looked at as being the face of that particular franchise. Yeah. No, no, I, I don't. I don't have any. Uh... <coughs> now, KD did kind of, you know. Talk about Perk talking about he only had what three points and two rebounds. No, yeah, Perk. Now we all know. Better. I mean, Perk's role was to kind of be the enforcer a little bit. Point. But his role was kind of be the enforcer with right. them. But he rolled the <laughs> coattail. You, you already, you know, good and well. He, he, he took advantage of all his opportunities. He fell into that Boston scenario and then he yeah. fell into the, the uh, Cleveland scenario. So, but that was his role. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, to a point, everybody, we agree that was a weak move by KD. To be up three one to a team and then you go join them. And I, but I also understand. We know we're gonna run out of time here. I also understand you got to go back and look to what was going on. What choices did he have? Did he stay in Oklahoma? Yeah. Did he go to DC or did he go to Golden he State? He wasn't going to DC because you know, he didn't want to go. Scott he didn't want to go home, and I wouldn't want to go go Scott to Brooks Scott or Brooks or whatever. So yeah. <clears throat> to all those scenarios, but it's what it is. He got two rings. Now you got to get you get to me if he gets one in Brooklyn with Kyrie, then I think everything everything is yeah. Uh, before we go to break, Zion is expected to play Thursday against the Jazz. Uh, speaking of New Orleans, and once again, the championship game coming up uh, already kicked off. Should he play? Yeah. What you waiting on? Well, at, just a month ago, they were talking about having him walk correctly. Yeah, I, I didn't believe that crap. Uh, uh, <laughs> like, how, how you go change somebody's gate? You know what I mean? Unless you do a two and break his hip. How you go change somebody's gate? I don't um, know. Um, listen, man. Play. You done paid him this money. You went to go get him. Um, you know, it's you, time to start playing. It's time to start playing. We see Let's what you see got. What if you wait around any longer, you're gonna wind up being getting more that Eddie Touffey on him, which it looked like it's been on him though. So you, he needs to play. We need to see what's going on. All right, and we're gonna take a break. When we come back. We got NFL to discuss. DNA Sports Talk, 1100 AM. Be right back. No choking. You're listening to The Real 1100 AM, Atlanta's Real Sports and Entertainment Talk Radio. Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? 
Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Orleans style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. Hey, I'm Murfinetti. You can say Murfinetti Collection is the newest, comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry to the sports world to the judicial system to the political world <laughs> to the average everyday professional, Murfinetti Collection is the new way of life www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Once again, you can shop Murfinetti Collections at murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com And now, back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWE 1100 AM Hello and welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. We're bringing facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. 404-603-8770 is that number to call in once again. National Championship game on the line. LSU Clemson. Uh, like LSU was backed up deep. Had a big play by Burrow out to about uh, 45, but didn't count. So it's still 0-0. Again, you going with who? LSU. Score? 33-31. Wait till everybody understand. I'm going Clemson. Mm-hmm. 37-34. There you go. So once again, meet us over at 1193 Call Your Road, Big Easy Grill. Yes, sir. Atlanta Joy 30318. NFL. Ha! Uh, before we get to the games, let's talk about your boy Julian Edelman. Your boy getting arrested, oh, jumping man. on top of cars, acting a monkey out of Beverly Hill. He's doing his AB thing, baby. Getting his AB on. And then AB today acting a fool with the cops. I, I honestly, but I, I understand when you figure out why they were called and everything. But I you know. need AB to get tested. I need somebody to. So you remember what was the what was the the movie where they talked about the CTE? What was it called? Um, 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 Will Smith played Will, yes. played the African doctor who discovered CTE, and they had the um, the. Concussion. Concussion. And they had the player from the Pittsburgh Steelers who the last 15 years of his life, basically, he was just doing outrageous stuff. Right, right, he wound right. up being homeless, but he was pulling his teeth out. He was just, just doing, doing crazy game. stuff. And it came out of nowhere. And and people were concerned for him, but no one took the step to say, hey, what's going on? And they found out, you know. That he had it right. A.B. overnight went crazy. Yeah. And I, and I, like I said, and I... Without knowing, you know, stuff happens to you in your personal life that, you know, I, I, I'll give you an example. For me, when my mom passed, I spent the next probably 16 months doing stuff that I probably never would have done normally. You know what I mean? If, if you knew if you knew me and I told Trust you what I was doing, you'd have been like, uh, <laughs> what's wrong with this dude? Something going on. But there's a... No, I'll never get that doctor my There's a... Uh, <laughs> There's a. Uh, I was like, bruh, really? <laughs> there's a, this is what you doing? There's a. Uh, <laughs> but there's usually uh, there's something that 
gets the domino effect that gets rolling, right? There's something yeah. that happens. We don't know his personal, but something happened. And the only thing I can think of has the over the years playing playing football taking his effect headwise. So this dude's doing stuff that it doesn't make any sense. To one to one one day I apologize, and then five five minutes later he's yeah. scorching the earth. You know what I mean? You know. The only thing, man, you got your kids there. Now that was the only thing with you know. I didn't even watch it. I just I was just like, yo, now now you messing with the police. I I hate to say this, man. If he doesn't, somebody I don't know. You can, you can try to help somebody. Until I blame the help. person on camera that was laughing. Whoever it was, I had like to, yeah. You couldn't see who it was, but they were in the background laughing. Like, this ain't laughing. This, this ain't nothing to laugh about. He keep going down this path, I promise you right now. <coughs> I don't think Excuse AB me. makes it to 2021. He, and I mean when I say he doesn't make it, one or two things going to happen to him. He's going to wind up in jail. He's going to wind up dead. And I, I, and I ain't trying to put that on nobody, but hey man, he's on a destructive course. Listen to Marshawn Lynch. Protect your chicken, <laughs> protect your mentals, and protect your body. Realest thing said so far but, in 2020. But, but, so, listen to those three things. He's messing up his chicken. With his money. He ain't. And his we, mentals and, ain't And right. we got to see what's going on with his mental. Yeah. Now, he seemed to be trying to keep his body in shape. because yeah, you know Because he's, you know, he's gone to a couple of practices. He seemed to be, you know what I mean? In shape, right. But his mental. But you got to protect all three. But your mental, you got to have somebody look at that. Because I can tell you I'm fine all day and I can get on this table and somebody and look at right. me and be like, hey, man, you got some. You got something that's really... You know, and, and it, it might not be CTA. It might be something else that's affecting him that is causing these these outbursts that he's going through. I don't know, but I I am concerned about him just as an individual. And the last thing I want to hear people can say he's crazy and all that stuff, and he may be well. So, but I hate I hate but it's something I, I hate that something severely happens to him, and then we'd be like, you know what, we should have did something because you're gonna have those folks to do it now. If you're that concerned about I, it. I, that's how I felt about Josh Gordon. Supreme talent needed to get help and everything, and hopefully it seems like he's getting the help. He's an addict. because yeah, but and, and now don't even worry about football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to worry about your mental. Your mental. <laughs> At this point, um, over the weekend, Baltimore Ravens got buzz saw by um, Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry rushing for 175 plus yards again. Uh, Titans have knocked off the. AFC East champs, not an AFC North champ. And now they got a the chance the to knock off no, the. And they, um, and they beat the Titans. I mean, they beat the Texans to get in. So they. Was I mean, the, South. South champ was Texans. Yeah. East East champs with the Patriots. Patriots. And now the, the North, North champ with Ravens. Now they got a chance to beat the um, Western the, Conference well, champions, the, the Chiefs. The AFC West Chiefs, which right. they will. <laughs> Only because. You really got them winning that one. I'm gonna ask you a question. Who's out of all the playoff teams left? Who's the worst against the run? Yeah, that would be that team in the AFC West, those Kansas City Chiefs. And what they about to get? Buzz juggernaut. They about, yeah. <laughs> they about, they about to face they, they, juggernaut where he gets moving, he don't stop. Yeah, I, I put the loss fifty percent on um, Harbaugh, fifty percent on Lamar Jackson, fifty fifty. Because one, you can't have him throw the ball six times, and plus Lamar, you know, he he didn't have a good game. So with the praise comes the criticism. Yeah, yeah. So and I can understand that. I, I get it. But I'm I'm gonna say this. Remember, I asked a few oh, a couple of weeks ago. I was like, my thing about I kept asking about Baltimore. Do you think Baltimore can win 15 straight games yeah. to get to the Super Bowl? I, I think what hurt them 
three weeks off. They're a timing team. They're mm-hmm. a rhythm team. So I think that that, that played a role into yeah. I, so why I just, they didn't win. I, it, it did. I mean, it's a lot of different factors, but I just feel... Because they were rusty, and you can't have Lamar throwing the ball 60 yeah. times. I, I, I feel the law of averages caught up to Baltimore. I, I never had them. I never thought they were so good that they can rattle off 15 straight wins. That's a whole season. Oh, they could. So they started off two and but two. They, they caught a hot Tennessee and a, team. A combination. Law averages. Law, <laughs> law, <laughs> law averages. Hello, said, we got called on the line. Hello. 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 Can you hear me now? Oh, there, yeah, you go. there you go. Yes, sir. Who we got? My name is Eric. What's up, doing, my man? man? How you doing? I'm done. I'm done putting down the Titans, man. All year long, I've been saying the Titans are gonna fall off. They played my favorite team first game of the year, the Browns, and I was like, it's a fluke. The Titans ain't all that. It's tighten up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and quite honestly, man, that dude, um, Mike Grable, that's coaching them, yeah. he might get coach of the year. He really might. He really might because I, a lot of what is good, is good ball as they're playing, he's calling plays, man. Like he's got three or four plays in his head at any given time to run off, and they just beat, they just cold beating folks, man. I, I'm done putting down the Titans. <laughs> if it was, uh, if I mean, it's regular season, so Lamar Jackson's still gonna be MVP. Harbaugh probably still would get Coach of the Year, or maybe Shanahan and um, San Francisco, either one. Well, but if it went through the playoffs, I agree with you. I don't know if Harbaugh's gonna get coach. Of the year. I think Lamar Jackson's gonna get MVP. Yeah, that ain't. But I really think the Titans coach is gonna get coach of the year, man. I, I, I mean, it's a pot. Well, you, or you, Buffalo Bills. Yeah, and, I mean, if if Pittsburgh had made the playoffs, you would might have had Tomlin in that Tomlin, mix, especially right. what he was going through. But they were a game short of getting in. I will say, I will say this about Tennessee. Nobody's they, doing. Nobody's doing more with less. Than Tennessee, I, I get you. But here's especially a, with Tannehill at quarterback. Even though I'm picking them to beat Kansas City, that's the one thing I think Kansas City has to do. Can you do? Because Tannehill's only completed 12 passes in these two games. <laughs> 12. He's averaging what 120 yards passing and three touchdowns. Like so, I, I feel if you want to beat Tennessee, somehow you got to figure out to stack stop that line, line, stop that Put juggernaut in the box, and and see if Tannehill can make more than seven passes in the game. But I agree with you right now. I'm not doubting them. I, I'm actually picking them because I think this matchup with Kansas City fits them perfectly. They can't stop the run. Can't, uh, Tennessee is going to line up. Well, he was getting seven yards of carry. That's he, fall, he falls forward for three. He <laughs> I don't know, man. If Tennessee, if Tennessee jump out on them like the Texans jumped out on them, they ain't going to catch Tennessee. Oh, yeah, because Tennessee is going to squeeze the clock out. Yeah. If they if they Tennessee jump out twenty four points to nothing Tennessee, in the first quarter, Tennessee can jump Chiefs up. Chiefs ain't gonna catch them. Ten, Tennessee can jump up ten zero and they'll shorten the game. That's that's I think that's the that's the thing that Tennessee is doing. They did it against New England. You know, it was a 14-13 game until right. that that pick six at the very end. But so, who do you like in the NFC Championship game between uh, Packers and 49ers? If the Pack. If the Packers show up like they like they can, they could beat the Niners. They really can. But that defense, that left, that side of defense on that side of the defense for the Niners, where Bosa's on, and the linebacker that comes up behind them, Alexander who came back, yeah, yeah, is that the linebacker that plays behind Bosa? Yep, Alexander. Man, Bosa don't get you. He he is guaranteed to get you. And then they're gonna slide Sherman on Adams. They're all healthy. That's the scary part for San Francisco. And then they're gonna put Sherman on Adams. 
Have you seen Sherman's numbers this that's, year? That's Man, Sherman said. playing like De- like he Deion Sanders two point oh. Yeah, they go put Sherman on Adams. So now tell me who's the next weapon for Green Bay? Uh, Randall Cobb said, "Ain't no, no, he, he in Dallas." In Dallas. That's right. Uh, nobody. Nobody. I mean, you got an older um, tight end. You got an older um, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham, but he is not no Kelsey. You nah. know where you can say you know I can feed him ten. No, nah, but Jimmy times. Grant, but Graham's the truth though, man. Yeah, he's he's good, but he ain't he he don't have that pickup and go like he did say three years ago. When he's he, more possessed. He got enough. He got enough that if if Sherman's occupied, he could, he could get him down the field. He get him down the field, but the Niners. The Niners really do look like the Super Bowl champs, man. Like I don't even like same thing I just said about Tennessee. Um, if the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl and they let the Niners go up on them like that, they ain't catching the Niners. Yeah. I, I, I now you mentioned you're a Browns fan. How you feel about your new coach coming in? I'm okay with him, and I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you why. Because I, I read the dude's background. Okay, he's been he's only been with one. He's 37, so he's probably the youngest coach the Browns ever picked. But that's not something I think is great. I'm just bringing that out there. He came out of Penn at 23 and went straight to work for the Vikings. And I see steady progress, him moving up the ladder for a team that's been relatively successful all 15. He's been on that, He's been working with the um, Vikings for 15 straight years. And he's, the team's been steadily um, successful. Not great, but, you know, they've been up in the hunt. And he, you can see where he's been a contributor every, every step of the way. So okay. you, the Browns don't need a great coach because they have so much talent and they've been their skill set is so well fine tuned that they just need a mediocre coach that's gonna make them. And those dudes gotta those dudes gotta be more accountable to the fundamentals that they know. It wasn't the coaching that got them to lose the record. It was the team not playing the fundamentals that they that they actually know. Like in that first game when Derrick Henry got a hundred plus yards on them against the Titans, they, they was. Dudes was bouncing off of Derrick Henry. I was like, man, it's better that you get you get drugged for five than that dude bounce off of you and run for fifteen. Hang on and just be embarrassed. I, I, you know, I, I, it's not like anything better than Freddie Kitchens. No, what well, I, I about to say? Well, I think what Cleveland Brown needs, and this is what you got to hope Stefanoski is. You got to hope he's a leader of men. Nah, not really, because the NFL is pretty much like the NBA now. You can't lead those dudes. All you could do is hope that they play up to the maximum. But their professionalism, well, they, they really ain't trying to be led. They make too much money and they got too much control. And all you can do is just lay out a plan that they really will apply. Because Odell Beckham, man. But you got to have some discipline, though. I, I, and I, and we just talked about the 49ers and you look at Shanahan. I think that's what he got out of them is that they bought in to what he was saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I, no, no one bought into Freddie Kitchens to what he was saying. I, I feel the Cleveland Browns probably should have I Jason Garrett with the Cowboys. If I can go to somebody else that's above you yeah. or don't really have to listen to you, then I'm going to be that type of player. I, I, I think even Cleveland Browns made a mistake. They probably could have kept Greg Williams. I think Greg Williams was a leader of men. He's not an X and O guy. To the, to, your, to the You say your name is Eric, right? Yeah. To, to, to your point, you got, you got talent all over the place, right? So you got that covered. But I think even when you got talent, these guys still need need direction. They still need... They need to know that you know what you're talking about. I think Greg Williams had that. Okay, Lionel Richie. I think purpose. I think Greg Williams. I think Greg Williams had that. And when you look Direction. at the last the last six or seven games in that in that season, everybody put the expectation like, yo, they finished six and two, or they finished you know uh, five and three down down the stretch with Greg Williams. Freddie Kitchens comes in, 
and I'm looking at Freddie Kitchen like, what have you done? So to the caller's point, if I can look at Stefanoski and I can see progress over the 15 years at Minnesota, now I come here and I can tell you, hey, I've done X, Y, Z, and we right. we winded up in the playoffs. I'm, I've been somewhere where y'all haven't been. Then maybe they'll listen. They gotta have they gotta have some direction. I don't care how much money you making. If you ain't got no direction, you're not going nowhere. I'm telling you, man. They got dudes. They care more about their income well, than, they care, than they care about their ability. Well, y'all gonna be six and ten next year. Then I yeah, promise you. That yeah, is, I mean, <laughs> I saw if you if you saw the um, Browns play the Niners. Odell Beckham had a um, punt return where there was nothing between him in the end zone for 50 yards, and that dude still dropped the ball because he was working on his form rather than tucking the ball. Ooh, that, kind of, that kind of stuff, man. You know, after, after a game, they, they beat the Ravens, and that dude went into an interview and said, you know, I'm really upset that I lost my earring. Stuff like that, man. Before we let you get out of here, man, who wins tonight, LSU or Clemson? Say that again, Clemson. I got Clemson to get him tonight. Okay. All right. There you go. Hey, appreciate, hey, appreciate you calling, man. Eric, appreciate you, man. All right, later. Have a good one. So, yeah, it, it'll be some big changes there in Cleveland. Uh, but the one good thing about the Ravens, where did I see that? That next year, they $40 million's under the cap. Oh, Everybody on the offense is coming back. Trade up. They, they, now, what they, what they, <coughs> oh, they, and they got nine draft picks. And what they need, what they need is a – they need – so don't cry, Ravens. No, no, no. Yeah, they fine. I, I'll put it this way: I, I get you. I get you with the fifty percent on Lamar. He played hard, but I get you with. But I'm gonna put seventy-five, twenty-five. And the reason why I say seventy-five on who? On on Harbaugh. Really? Yeah, yeah. And this is the reason why. This is the reason why I'm putting it on Harbaugh. Um, yeah. I'm putting it on Harbaugh is uh, and I'm gonna use the same analogy with the Texans. There's. A point that when you're watching the game as a coach and you, as a fan, you can understand the flow and see what's going on. I have no problem with Harbaugh going for the first, the first, first fourth down, fourth down. I hate the play call. You know what I mean? Because you asking a you asking a, a a thinly wired quarterback to try to move the pile one yard, yeah. and, that, and that's not going but to work. But then on the other one, he tried to reverse field, so that's why I say 50-50. I mean, I get it. But now at the second one, take the three points. You're down fourteen nine. Put some pressure on Tannehill because this guy only made two throws up until that point, and both were touchdowns, but he hasn't been in no no pressure. So, you know, if you just watched last week, that's the one thing um, New England didn't really do. New England didn't really put any pressure for Tannehill to come up big. It was all on Henry. So that's why I'm going a little bit more on, I said 75, I'm going a lot more on on Harbaugh than I will on. um, I go 50. But I have no problem with that. But, again, I think the law averages, again, they were on a team, to your point, that wasn't built to come back Mm-mm. because they they run the ball. And that's the reason why I didn't have them winning 15 straight games to get to, to, get to the Super Bowl. I just felt at some point there was going to be a bad game. Unfortunately for them, they had the bad game off the bottom. Off the bottom, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> in the other game, Texans went up 24-0 and then <laughs> proceeded to lose 51-31. Houston Oilers? And <laughs> <laughs> that's what it felt like. Houston, Texas. And I mean, it Warren Moon probably was watching that game like, oh, Deshaun, don't, don't. Don't do that. Then he probably be like, oh, thank you, Deshaun. Now you talk about you and not me no more. <laughs> but I mean, the Chiefs were dropping balls to begin, which was unheard of. Just open passes. Robinson, Kelsey. I mean, it happens and then. You get, but a, you get again, a block punt for a touchdown. Right. Short field for a touchdown. You ran on that But drop. you knew the Chiefs were built to come back. Yeah. I it's okay that. for 
you don't want, and we were talking earlier, you don't want anybody to throw the ball 60 times. But if it is somebody, you want it to be Patrick I want Mahomes. Andy Reid. <clears throat> right. Because Andy Reid throws the ball, to your point. 40 you times. 40 times a game anyway. You know what I so mean? So another 20 is not, not really that big of yeah, a deal. Yeah. I, again, talking about understanding the fortitude, understanding, oh, the, yeah, the, fourth, understanding the flow of the game, understanding what's one going on. on the 13. Fourth and inches on their 13. And on that drive, you just converted, like, I want to say two or three first, uh, third downs by running the ball. I don't have a Kansas, problem if you go for it. Kansas City wasn't showing no resistance, no resistance, no, no life. If you go up 28-0, I'm I not, think it's over. I think it's I over. I think it's over. I, I think really you, the crowd is now definitely up out of that. The players. 21, really, it's like, oh, we still got another quarter. 24, even, you we know. We still kind of got a, you know, some There's still break. hope. How much, I don't know, but there's still hope. 28, 28 like, oh, my God. God, is this just not just our day? That's what, yeah. That's what you start. It's you a really, psyche. The, the the seed of doubt is now full full bloom if you go up twenty eight zero. But it, even kicking a field goal, I'm okay with. But don't go fourth and four with a fake punt on, on your, your 30. thirty. Kick it away. Make them at least go seventy five yards yeah, as so opposed to having to go that much. I always fuss about Kirby Smart and college coaches and understanding the flow and when you want to go. I don't care about stats, you know, you know, analytics or whatever. You got to have a feeling for the game as a head coach. That's the reason why we get hard on, we go hard on um, Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn. or oh, I go hard on Kirby Smart or any other coach. You the head coach. You supposed to have a feel for the game and what's going on. Right. Play comes down that pipeline. No, that's not, I, I got final say so. No, that's not going to happen. That's not the flow I want. And then you go later in the game, this fool, Bill O'Brien, you're down 41-31 in the third quarter with seven minutes to go. Your team hasn't stopped Stop nobody, nobody in a quarter and a half. And he's about to punt the ball, right. had to waste another timeout because Deshaun was like, no, it's fourth and four. Right. We, 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 got we run out of time. We got it, you know. So whenever your court, your, your team now realizes that you don't throw the white towel in, he got to go. He got to go. Oh, he better go. Uh, San Francisco, of course, took care of the Vikings. I didn't think yeah. that um, your boy Kirk Cousins could um, play two solid games back-to-back. Yeah, his dead clock was tight. And against that defense, defense yeah. at home. Um, so who you got? I like San Francisco. I got San Fran in the uh, Green Bay game again. I think Aaron Rodgers doesn't have enough weapons to take on that defensive side. I could take he away Adams. He finally got a running game, which is why they've made it this far. But that but front four for, for San Fran can handle uh, Jones, and I can put Sherman on Adams, and now right. what you're going to do. So I think – And then the Kansas City game, I'm going Kansas City just because they're at home. That's it. I get you. I'm going that thing called Tennessee. the juggernaut, <laughs> better known as uh, Henry, going to get another 200 yards, and he's going to shorten the game. And now that I can take the ball out of take the ball out of that robot – Was it a first 15, down, though? Just Seattle have um, – No, it wasn't a first down. It but was too close. Too close, but it wasn't the first down. His, his, to me, his forearm was uh, half a yard short. But yeah, but but I also feel like the marker, what everybody keeps showing as far as the, the yellow, yellow line, line, which is not an official it line, it looked a little further, further ahead up, than so, the marker itself. So he might have been right on. So right, so it it wasn't definite enough to overturn. It wasn't egregious. Right, yeah, it wasn't like oh my god, he's clearly. And it was fourth and inches. Ugly. They gonna hand the ball to Jones and first down, the game over. Yeah. But I do give credit to um, your boy Aaron Rodgers for putting that drive together. Key third down. I give I give credit credit to uh, Russell Future Wilson. Oh yeah, he, keeping he them in the game because they were down in that game, and I thought twice that was down be by over. eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we about to get out of here uh, once again. Eleven ninety three Call Your Road. That's where we headed. Big Easy Grill. Finished watching this game. I want to say they said uh, Clemson was up seven zero. 
Am I correct? Oh boy. See, I try to tell you. Hey, follow DNA Sports Talk on Twitter. DNA Sports Talk on Instagram. DNA Sports Talk on Snapchat. DNA Sports Talk on Facebook. Reach us directly. DNA Sports Talk Gmail. Website. www.dnasportstalk.com. Back here next Monday. On WWE 1100 AM. See y'all next week. Peace. Thank you. You know, tomorrow all my boys are going to be like, yo, man, I saw you at the ESPYs with Peyton Manning, Money Mayweather, and KD. I'm going to be like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Jack Bauer saved the world, and he introduced me. (laughs) 24 is my favorite TV show of all time, so Kiefer Sutherland, thank you very much. I am very honored. (laughs) Every day I am reminded that Our life's journey is really about the people who touch us. When I first heard that I was going to be honored with this reward, the very first thing that I did was I was speechless, briefly. I've presented this award before. I mean, I've watched in awe as Kay Yao and Eric Legrand and all these other great people grace this stage. And although intellectually, I get it. I'm a public figure. I have a public job. I'm battling cancer. Hopefully, I'm inspiring. At my gut level, I really didn't think that I belonged with those great people. But I listened to what Jim Balvano said 21 years ago, the most poignant seven words ever uttered in any speech anywhere. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Those great people didn't. Coach Balvano didn't. So to be honored with this, I now have a responsibility to also not ever give up. I'm not special. I just listened to what the man said. I listened to all that he said, everything that he asked of us, and that's to build the V Foundation. And let me tell you, man, it works. I'm talking tangible benefits. You saw me in that clinical trial. Now, here's the thing about that. Coach Balvano's words 21 years ago, helping me and thousands of people like me right now, direct benefits. That's why all of this, why we're here tonight, That's why it's so important. I also realized something else recently. You heard me kind of allude to it in the piece. I said, I'm not losing. I'm still here. I'm fighting. I'm not losing. But I got to amend that. When you die, that does not mean that you lose to cancer. You beat cancer by how you live, why you live, and in the manner in which you live. So live, live, fight like hell. And when you get too tired to fight, then lay down and rest and let somebody else fight for you. That's also very, very important. I can't do this don't give up thing all by myself. I got thousands of people on Twitter and on the streets who encourage me. I got these amazingly wonderful people at ESPN. I got corporate executives, my bosses, this is true, who will text message me. And they'll say, hey, I uh, heard you had chemotherapy today. You want me to stop by on the way home from work and pick you up something to eat and bring it to you? Seriously? Who does that? <laughs> Whose boss does that? My bosses do that. But even with all that, the fight is still much more difficult than I even realized. What you didn't see.
You're listening to The Real 1100 AM, Atlanta's real sports and entertainment talk radio.